Hello, hi, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Mawusi Raglan, and I'm so happy that you have joined us all today. I have a very special guest with us today, and her name is Miss Sherelle Lanise. Now, I've been acting silly with her name, just having a little fun, but this is Miss Sherelle Lanise, and I am so honored and happy to have this fabulous, wonderful lady with us today to share her story with us all. Miss Sherelle Lanise have gone through a lot of things in her life, but what she wants you to know, her message for you today is it doesn't matter what you've gone through or going through. You can get through it all. And don't ever be ashamed of what you're going through or what you have gone through. So let's welcome Miss Sherelle Lanise. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. I'm so happy and honored to have you on our podcast today. I really do appreciate you being here. It's an honor. Thank you. It's yes. an honor to be here as well. And you look beautiful. Thank you. I really do appreciate that after a long eight hours of work and some hours counting. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> I'm just so happy. How are you today? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Besides being tired, I feel energized, thanks to you. I feel very optimistic, and I'm looking forward to answering these questions for this interview and getting into the nitty-gritty of my page turner of a book. He chose me. That's right. All right, so let's get started. What was your childhood like? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? I am from Baltimore, Maryland, but we call it over here Bodymore or Be More. But Baltimore, Maryland, I was raised by my mom. She was my she was a single mother. Unfortunately, my dad died at the age of 19 or 20, and I was one year old when he passed away. So I didn't have much memory of my father, which kind of left a big hole in my heart, but I was thankful enough that I actually had my mom and um but I still craved a father it's nothing like having both parents in the household that way you can get learning experiences from your mom you can get nurturing and you can feel that uh that source of protection from your father but I didn't grow up with that father figure okay so you your father was 19 when he passed away correct you said yes 19 or 20 yep. yes 19 or 20 that you can remember, and you were one years old. Yes, yes. He died actually 11 days after my first birthday. That's how young he was. After your, after you said you turned 11? No, he died after my first birthday. He died 11 days after my first birthday. Right. Yes. Now, you're just a little girl, so you don't really have the memories of really meeting him. Okay. No. Pictures. Yeah. Okay. So mom, it was just you and mom. Yes. It was just me and my mother. And she was a very, oh gosh, what can I say about my mom? My mom was a very vivacious woman. She was like, um, she was so friendly. Everybody loved my mom. She was very fashionable. She was very high spirited. 
um, she knew how to bring people together and keep them together. So uh, that was one of the traits, if not many, that I loved about her. She was very loved by a lot of people. Okay, so how old were you when you and mom had your sister when your hey. sister came how was okay i was about i'll say she's two years younger than me so i could say i was about mm, yeah i could say i was she was about you could say I was five. She was about three. I mean, you know, I can't pinpoint exactly how old I was, but she's two years younger than me. Okay. So, yeah. So, dad, he passed away. You yes. were a little girl. Mom and dad were together. They were, were together for a while, correct? Yes. They were sweethearts. They were very sweet on each other. They were like, um, what you call it? Um, uh that first love type of thing, that teenage love, you know, stuff that, um, you know, oldies but goodies sing about, that's what they had. Right. So you grew up feeling the love of your father still present, even though he wasn't present because of the stories that your mother shared. Well, well, the thing about it is that my mom, she didn't share much about my father. And I think as I'm older now, I think I understand why. It's because I looked a lot like my father when I was much younger. So I think by him passing away the way that he did and the way that how they were just so glued to each other, I think she had a hard time talking to me about my father and what he was like because I think she was still hurt that he was gone so me I kind of took that personal without understanding and like you know why she's not talking to me about my father I have all these questions I need to know you know if my dad loved me I need to know how his temper was around me I need to know if I was the, uh, the apple of his eye everything not really understanding that maybe she was still grieving while I was still trying to find out who my dad was and I didn't really realize that until I got older Oh, okay. Okay. So you're an author. Yes, I am. Okay. This is what I want the audience to know. And I am so infatuated with her book. <laughs> I am. Now your book is a true story. Yes, it is all true. Yes, it is. So the way that I took it and I'm understanding the book and the way that you perceive that you're telling me is a little different. Yes. And you can get into that later. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Now, tell the audience what happened to your father. Share with us that background because we're leading up to so they can understand your whole life story. Okay. My dad, he was, um, my dad was very strong. He was a very strong young man and everything. Everybody loved him. He was the kind of man where uh, he never ran from a fight, but if someone came up to him with a stick, he would run. I don't know why, <laughs> but he was a joke, sir. He was the life of the party and he really loved his family. And more importantly, he was close to his mother, my grandmother. Um, they were very close. And from what I understand, from what the family has told me that um, one day um, he came home 
uh, to his mom and he found her lying on the floor and she was dead. And that apparently haunted him and it really um, was difficult for him. He had changed right after that because, you know, my, my grandmother was my dad's best friend. So he took that pretty hard. And then not to mention, he wasn't, you know, my, my father, he uh, had a lot of kidney problems. So um, when his mother had passed away, he kind of forsaked, forsaked his um, health. It wasn't a priority to him anymore. So um, what happened was after I was born and everything, about a year, he, um, him and my mother were actually together on a particular day and he had went downstairs to get something to eat. And all of a sudden he just passed out. He fell. And, um, my mom came downstairs rushing to him and trying to give him aid and everything like that. But I think apparently he, um, had about, from what I understand, the family has told me he had about five heart attacks for him to be so young and um, he was dying on the floor and the ambulance was on their way and my mom was very destroyed. And um, from what I understand, they had to break his rib cage in order to give him oxygen. And he died on the floor right in front of my mother. And just to think about the family history, he found his mother dead on the floor. And then my mama found him and she was there when he, you know, when he died. So think about trauma at the trauma and losing someone very close that you love and not really having any answers as to why. So what did, how did that affect you as a child growing up? What happened with your mother? How was she, how was she towards you? How were you towards her? What ended up happening there? My mother, she, initially, she was very uh, protective of me, which she always was. She was very caring towards me. However, things had changed when I had got about seven, when I was um, being sexually molested by an older family member, someone that I had trusted who was about two years older than me. And I started displaying some things and some evidence that show that I was being touched and showing uh, signs that I basically had been around doing something that I had been no business doing. And my mom was very concerned about that. And um, she didn't really understand why I was doing it. She didn't understand that I was being taught that and that something had happened to me. And it's like, how do you come to your mother and say that I'm being touched. You know, how, how does a child come to an adult and say that when they don't even know or fathom like what they're saying? Because think about how a child has to process that, you know, and I really couldn't put it into words as to what was happening to me. So all the evidence was there. I, uh, you know, um, I masturbated a lot. Um, a lot frequently to the point where I would do it while I was asleep and I didn't realize that and she would get very upset with me about that I would um she would discipline me you know um I would be in the middle of the act dead asleep and everything and I would just feel a sting on my hand or something like that that would kind of wake me up out of it like snap me out of it and I didn't even realize subconsciously I was doing it and um, she just, she didn't ask the questions like, 
you know, has somebody touched you or anything? She just asks, like, what's wrong with you? Why do you keep doing that? And me personally, I already felt like something was wrong with me because, you know, for one, my father was gone. I didn't have nobody to protect me. Number And number three, I had somebody that I trusted violate my trust. And now my mom is asking me what's wrong with me. And I'm just like, a lot is wrong with me. Don't you see? Like, and I, I was very angry with her about that. And um, I was in my feelings, girl. I was really in my feelings. And yeah. I remember she asked me one night when she caught me and she just said, and normally most of the time she disciplines me, but this particular night she didn't. And she, she kind of looked fed up, like, like I'm at my wits and I don't know what to do. And um, she said, uh, Sherelle, do you love me? And instantly out of anger, I said, no, you know, I hate you and I wish you would die, you know? And as soon as I said that, thunder like happened and lightning. And I felt like that particular night was the night that changed my life forever. And from that point on, me and my mom had a very strange relationship emotionally. She always took care of me. She always made me look real nice. She al I was always well fed. I was well taken care of physically and made and, and as far as taking care of me, as far as me making sure that I had three meals a day and snacks. But emotionally, we were very estranged. And um, that left me you know, kind of like by the wayside emotionally. And that's when I really started to uh, have a desire to write out my feelings because I felt like if I write out my feelings, nobody can't tell me how I feel is right or wrong. If I write out how I feel, I can have clarity to what it is that I'm feeling. And, and number three, it'll be all clear about like, I deserve to be loved because I really felt like as a child, that I was a bad child that um I it was just I just felt like something was wrong with me and I felt like that's why all the things were happening to me so I felt like I had to try extra hard to be loved and that comes with people pleasing and I think and you and I a lot of kids go through that you mm -hmm. were young when you lost your father yes. but you knew that something was missing there because of course oh, yeah. you see other girls with their father's families, you just see it. It was yeah. school yeah. getting dropped off. So you, you know, you know the mm -hmm. stuff in that. Yeah, where's my dad? Like you don't understand mm -hmm. death, right? Yep. And mm -hmm. so you have your mom, and she had a baby, so that left yeah. you feeling like, well, all this attention's going to her now, right? Yeah. And after that, yeah. you're 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 trying. You're doing it with this with your family member. That's a male. He's older than you. You mm -hmm. trust him, but you're looking at him like, this is my guy. I feel really safe with you. I love mm -hmm. you. I can open up to you. You know me. I love you. And then he violated. He violated that trust with you. He took something yes. away from you that you were like, yes. how, what? And it changed you forever. That's something that you, you just, you're like, what? How would that just happen to me? And then on top of that, he... He knew what he was doing. He was being sick. So he, yes. he picked up all these yes. different behaviors from him that he's teaching you. Your mother's yep. things with you, but she never asked a question. Did someone touch you? Yeah. Did, 
because you know what? A yeah. lot of times, Cheryl, people aren't ready for the answer. I think that's why she never asked. You, just, you know, at that time, too. you know, but this is an educational podcast. So this is why we're talking about this because this is real. This is what goes on. Yes. So that's how we get yes. by talking about stuff like this. So if, if you're experiencing yes. or seeing this, ask somebody touch you. But before you get there, let your son or child know, daughter know, hey, don't ever let no one touch you here. If someone do, you tell right away. So everybody, we can have these conversations in our homes, right? Yes. Children. That's right. Correct. That's right. So, after that, your very favorite place where you want love to go to on Fridays, you cannot wait to get out of school to go over and visit who? Who was that person? My nana. <laughs> My grandma Pearl. I call her in the book. Oh gosh. She 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 wondered why I called her that. I call her my my precious pearl because she is a pearl. She's a pearl and pearls are precious. And she's she's so precious, but in real life her real name is Nana. That's what we call her. Um you I couldn't wait to get I over yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I couldn't wait to get over my grandmother's house every weekend because my grandmother, she was, she's an old school grandmother and she's a lady, okay? She's the kind of lady where she works a regular job like everybody else. And she, she, I remember she would cook us um, like really like home cooked meals and stuff. Not saying that my mom didn't, but she used to cook us um, like steak, T-bone steaks with, um, uh <laughs> tomatoes uh with um mayonnaise and salt and pepper and everything and i used to call it a gourmet meal because i had never seen anything like... so pretty yeah 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 i used to call it a gourmet meal so anytime that i would come over my grandma's house i would expect like either fried fish for dinner or a big breakfast um and a good bath and everything and just to rip and run up and down the street in the neighborhood that I, that I like to call the village where everybody know each other everybody borrows things from people and they get it back and it's like a big community and I really really miss that atmosphere because like as I look at the world today we don't have too many villages we don't. And um, it that was a huge part of my upbringing because everybody was, everybody worked together. If one child was out of line, everybody on that block would handle that child. And it, it helped us to be strong in the community. And I don't see villages today. I don't. I don't. Right. Well, you didn't have that at home with your mother. You didn't have that feeling with your mother. No. You had that no. over at Miss Grandma Pearl's house, not a Pearl. Yeah, I had it at Grandma Pearl's house. Yes, Grandma Pearl knew how to deliver. She the knew she house. paid attention to me. Yes, she paid attention to me. She knew that mm, this baby's she not being treated right. She's kind of being ignored. But I'm a I'm gonna show her some extra care. I'm gonna take up under my wing, not doing the favoritism thing, but just kindly embracing me and and making me feel confident. And, and, and loving me. And, and to this day, that's where my confidence comes from, um, from my grandmother. She's instilled so many morals in me. And naturally, I always said that I wanted to be just like her. And I am a splitting image of my grandmother as far as my personality, my looks, everything. So I, I'm really grateful for what, everything she's taught me. 
She's the one who introduced you, gave you your first book to write in your journal. My grandmother, she would give me journals all the time because she started seeing like, this baby likes to write, you know? So at basically at least like every two weeks on payday, she would basically give me journals and I would just fill them up and fill them up and just write, write, write. And then that's when I realized that writing was like one of the best parts of my life. It was like taking a breath of fresh air after being in a dead sleep for a long time. I felt like I had purpose. I felt like I had something to say. Nobody was going to correct me on it. And whatever I had to write, it made sense. It's going to make sense. So I, I was I was very grateful. And then once my grandmother started seeing how uh, quick I would fill out the journals, she would buy me more and more. Until this day, she still does it. She still does it. Wow, she's still with us. That's a blessing. Yes. All right. Yes. Now you we have to you have to get the book in order to get the rest of the story. So we're gonna move right along. Okay. Okay. Now because there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> it's good stuff. This is real life, true loving and going through the trials and tribulations, the ugly, the bad, and the good, the glory, <laughs> heaven. It's heaven and hell all mixed in one. Yes. It makes you laugh. It makes you smile. Mm -hmm. And it makes you cry. Yep. You know. So. Let's get back to uh, good old. And it mama. makes you cuss too. Yeah. Let's get old, let's get back to good old mama. Yes. So you and and and, and baby sister, you, you all end up moving in with, with Grandma Pearl. Yes, we did. We lived in a big house, a big blue house, and we all lived together. How old were you at this time? And we were about, I'll say I was about maybe 11 or 12 and my sister had been like maybe 10 so yeah time, that was around mother, that time we were pretty young right but by this time you and your mother kind of had a little bit you got a little close to her by this time you, you were you were you at this time having you opened up to her a little bit at this time or no were you still feeling a little distant from her I was still feeling a little distant from her emotionally when we uh, initially moved in. However, though, things changed when um, she began to get a little ill, a lot more sicker. My mom, she was diagnosed with lupus at the age of 22, I believe. And around this time when we had moved into the big house with my uh, grandmother, she was about 28, 29 so she had been dealing with lupus for a while. Um, and uh, one particular day, um, it got real bad uh, to the point where her joints were hurt. And if, for those who don't know what lupus is, it attacks your immune system. And she uh, complained a lot about her joints hurting and her body aching and everything. She was losing her hair. Um, she, it got to the point where she wasn't able to bathe herself anymore. And my mom was a very self-efficient woman. She, uh, took, took pride in her appearance and how to care for herself as well as her daughters. So you can imagine when that actually is, uh, deteriorating and everything, you can imagine the emotional strain on her. And um, she would feel very nauseous and everything. So one particular morning, uh, she uh, was feeling a bit ill and then I saw her 
um, I went to go check up on her and then I saw her vomiting in a green bucket and she was throwing up blood. So I was very concerned and my grandmother, my grandfather were already gone out the house. Um, and I had rushed and called my godmother and she had lived down the street and she had came and she told us to get ready for school and everything. And I remember my mom was crying. She was really crying because she was in so much pain. And I remember that when I heard her cry, something in me softened up because you understand I was very angry with my mother for not asking the questions that I felt like she should have answered but also at the same time I softened up because I'm like she's hurting right now I can't make this about me and mind you I'm I'm not even I'm a child thinking this way and I was willing to put all of my emotions aside just to help her. So when the ambulance came and everything, they came and wheeled her out. And that was the last time I saw my mother alive. Yeah. That right there was deep. Moving on, we have, this is a story. I usually don't do part two. I usually do part two if it's so interesting because because there's points that we I want to hit on. I want I don't I don't want to rush this with you. This is such a a story mm -hmm. that really touched my heart. Your your story did. And we have literally, ladies and gentlemen, nine more minutes left. And I know that you want to hear the rest. So I want to take my time with this story with you. We we have eight minutes left. Okay, Miss Sherelle. But we can hop back on and do the rest of it, or we can just end it in eight minutes. It's whatever you want to do, because I want to get points from you. I want you to share a lot more information. We could wrap it up okay. or we can do a part two. We can, once this is ended, we can hop Let's do a part two. Okay. So okay. did you have a little time left? You have a little time for us today where we can yes, I and then do another well to come back on for you ladies and gentlemen because I I want you to have understanding and clarity and to know what life was like after that for her what her life what she went through as an older adult because she's now 11 when she loses her mother the feeling that I feel from this is no one could ever replace mom or dad. No one. No matter if you feel as a child, you're growing up and the feelings that you had and the things you did, mom didn't do anything to you. That was the whole part that mom never did anything to you. She took good care of you. She was loving. She, she didn't let yes. anything, anyone around her that she, from outside, that, that she would, that hurt you or did something to you. The question okay. just wasn't asked. Did that it was, it was like, you know, the emotional, she was going through some stuff. She, so she yes. didn't know how to come out and actually, because she was just, it was, she didn't know. That was, just imagine you walking in and your daughter's doing that or your son and you're young, seven years old. That's what? So you try to yes. whoop the child out of that, but that made you angry. It made you angry. Yes. Yeah. And certain it's things release people food. Like we have food addictions. We have 
people that do drugs. We have people that have gambling. We have people that have sex addictions with different things, right? Okay, so these things people do to try to release, but we know that Mm -hmm. the only thing that is where we want to go is when we have control over the things that we know is right and is going to take us where we need to go. But unfortunately, things happen. A monster that was in the family hit his demons and took it out on a little girl at the time, which this is what we're facing today in this world, in families. And it's going on right now as we speak. So we bring it to you. I bring it to you because the simple fact is that this is real life stuff. So we're going to give you the information. So how, whatever it is, her messages, Ms. Terrell's messages, don't ever be ashamed, ashamed of what you've been through what you are going through right now at this moment at this very moment right now if you can hear our voice that's right whatever you're going through right now what you've gone through don't be ashamed of it because we've all been through something mm-hmm. we have a story and so she's here to share with you she went through it but she's here because she had to go through that so she can reach back and help you so you can find your way through it okay so I want to so after when you were we have five more minutes we're going to cut this uh, we'll, we'll cut this ladies and gentlemen but we'll come right back on for, for part two now at 11 years old when your mom passed what happened what was how did you do that yeah she passed away um, when I was 13 13 um, yes but and how I felt you were 11 right Right, right. That's when she started really. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because that's when you moved Um, in with grandma. So when she passed away. Right. Right. I moved in with grandma and we were in the house for about two years before my mom had got sick. So, yeah. Um, when when my mom passed away, I, I was very angry. I was very pissed. Because I I was just thinking to myself, like, not again, not again. Like, what, like, what the hell? Like, I I was really upset because I'm like, what did I do um, to have not one parent that's gone, but another? And I felt like somebody was trying to punk me. I felt like somebody just was like, we just going to go ham on Sherelle. And I really felt robbed of um the opportunity to uh rekindle our relationship or to look forward to a a relationship together in the future and I felt like I was robbed of that I really felt like like I'm 13 years old my identity is in my mother I look just like my mother and when I look at her she's a pillar of strength so when that pillar of strength is gone and and she's gone and it's like I'm left with the question and to know why did I have to go through this like why it's not fair 
not it's not fair when that happened because that those are normal feelings that a child feels at that mm -hmm. age at 13 because you're thinking okay we were there we ended up uh, me and mom we didn't get along we didn't get along but I could see my future with my mom I could see that one day we'll, we'll rekindle this relationship and we'll be happy together and smiling and that's it see that's it doing things together yeah. going to the movies together graduation parties birthdays you start you see it like I know that me and mom we're gonna do good mm -hmm. we're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay and especially when you move in with grandma, with Grandma Pearl, I know you felt real good. It was loving. Yeah. You had a big home. The love was already there. So it's just all, it's a lot of love. Yes. Yeah. Okay, mom's going to come here. We're going to get her better. She's going to get better. Well, we'll be, mom's, she's going to be okay. And that happened. Yes. Now that's at 13. It's at 13. Yes. What? was like life after that i know you were mad but what what happened now we're gonna have to stop it because we're gonna we're gonna transition we're gonna stop this and then we're gonna go over and meet on another meet but we're gonna keep talking until it cut is that okay okay all right ladies yeah, and gentlemen not, just hang in here with us right now yeah so tell you yes you start speaking about that and then when it cut, we're going to kick off where we left off at. Yes, I was very angry and I was a very promiscuous teenager. I was very promiscuous. Let your imagination run there. I was very promiscuous and angry. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. And that's what happens. How were you? You were 13 at that time still, right? Or were you 14 now at this time? I was time? still 13. I was still 13. Mm -hmm. I was still 13. In the seventh yes. grade? In middle school? I was 13 and yeah, when she passed away, I was in the eighth grade. When I went to high school, I was still 13. So, yep. That's right. And that's where it all starts, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to pick it right back up and we'll find out how it all started there. Because this is really, this is what's 